You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Psalm 21 is a psalm for which from in today's time I find a lot of meaning and encouragement. But I only do that by changing the way that I have viewed the Psalms and found a, a new insight, new to me entirely, maybe not to you, that has helped me greatly in the relevance of Psalms in our lives today. Uh, let's read it, and we think about this Psalm of David, as the title says, Psalm 21. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices. And in your salvation, how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire, and you've not withheld the request of his lips. Say law. Always means pause and think about that. You meet him with rich blessings. You sent a crown of fine you set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you and you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow upon him. For you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. And through the steadfastness of the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing fire when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth and their offspring from among the children of men. Though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they'll not succeed. How you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with their bows. Be exalted, O Lord Jehovah, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. All right, now I have to say, What we find there is the faithfulness of the king, the blessing of God. And if this were but only a historical artifact of faith, a record of divine goodness to the king David that God had set upon the throne and God lengthened his days and God took care of him well, this would be a worthwhile study. But the thing that to me has been an insight and makes this Something that is not just, say, from Romans 15.4, things written earlier, things written aforetime, were written for our learning and instruction through patience. We might come to have patience and encouragement of hope through the Scripture. What takes it from just that, which is a lot, and in so many historical records, the very point for us, what takes it to more than that, to a living and operative psalm, not just of history, not just of uh, that we can apply it, that as God took care of them, God will take care of us. 
As God took care of enemies then, he'll take care of enemies now. But more than that, what if this king is not David himself? There are things here that if we take it to be a literal and close reading and try to apply it to the life of David, David would appear to come far short and they would be uh, just a potential blessing that could have been or um, a hyperbolic reading, a uh, uh, reading uh, uh, not to be pressed in detail, but a, a reading uh, in general that teaches us these truths. But what if we took this as, you know, that forever and ever part was literal, just as it says. And what if we took it that this king was that righteous? And what if we took it that the king would that thoroughly destroy his enemies? Well, no earthly king could do that or have done that. But there was a king that did. What if we should rather read in many of these psalms about the king, of which this section of psalms, this one and the next, there are so many psalms about the king. What if we took the king instead of being David, but David prophesying of the Christ? In other psalms, we do that for sure. We have to. Look at the very next psalm. This will be our next psalm in the study, Wednesday night at uh, probably about 7.50, if you want to be here after Bible class for that. But look at the next psalm, Psalm 22.1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, I know whose words those are. And I know what that psalm's about. Psalm 22 is the, crucif- is the crucifixion psalm. Psalm 22 reads more like the Gospels than it does hardly anything else in the Old Testament. If you plop down the words of Psalm 22 in mass into any one of the Gospels, you go, yeah, that fits. There it is. But instead, it was all prophecy. It was prophecy of the Gospel. In that case, prophecy of the crucifixion. Well, let's go back and look at Psalm 21. Again, let's read it again. And this time, uh, we won't pause and apply it all. You can do that in your mind as we go along easily enough. But the king, the king is Jesus. The king is the great king. This psalm of the king rejoicing in the strength of the Lord. This one who we have these pronouns in the first part, verses 1 to 7, it's he and the king. But then it's personalized in verses 8 and following. It's you. But also notice in verse 9 what is paralleled with you. You will make them this way. The Lord will swallow them up. What is In Hebrew language, that's the Hebrew parallelism. It's setting things that are equal uh, together. And it's setting the you and Jehovah here as equals. So this is about our king who is Jehovah. Or it's about what Jehovah is doing through his beloved king. So let us read again Psalm 21. Why this is a living and active and encouraging psalm for us. Because this is our king who reigns. And this is what he will do. Read this in every case of it being Jesus. Now reigning in heaven at the right hand of God. Psalm 21. O Lord, in your strength the king, Jesus, rejoices. And in your salvation... How greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. What did Jesus pray for and what did Jesus receive? For you meet him with rich blessings and you set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you and you gave it to him. 
length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow upon him. For you have made him most blessed forever. And you have made him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. And through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when they appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath. The fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth and their offspring from among the children of men. Though they plan evil against you and though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord Jehovah, in your strength. Now here's our part. We will sing and praise your power. And so there's so many of these psalms. How does that fit? Does that seem to fit David or one of his descendants? And to some way it does. Partially. Incompletely. With so much that seems left on the table. So much meat still on the bone. But if we think of these so oftentimes, the king being our King Jesus, they fit even more perfectly and are even more encouraging to us than just these historical artifacts and records of faith, but instead things that are still operative today through the work and power of Jesus Christ. With that then, let us close. As we consider these things in the power of Jesus, the provision of God made through him, and how we sing and exalt in hope as a result. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available online at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.